Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate and Ignite with your host, Lori Jones. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast. Today, Matt Rodas joins the show. Matt is the Director and Industry Principal for Retail Vertical at NetSuite. Matt is a seasoned solution executive that specializes on the NetSuite product portfolio for the Retail Vertical. NetSuite for Retail is the industry's only cloud-based system unifying in-store and e-commerce on a single platform, commerce-enabled retail management platform. NetSuite delivers an end-to-end suite supporting a cross channel commerce that includes merchandise and order management, CRM and marketing, financials, all as a service. Prior to NetSuite, that is, Matt spent a decade working in B2B and commerce software, including multi-channel selling and fulfillment products. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I tell you, I'm thrilled. We're here from NetSuite 2018, Sweet World. I tell you, there's so much going on. You have an incredible background. Tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I've basically spent my career helping retailers do what they do best and try to worry less about the the basics or enable them to do the things that they need to do in order to grow their business. So it's been a career of software and and implementing software around uh, omni-channel and multi-channel experiences, in-store online, and everything in between. So I've been doing this now for, for a very long time. Yeah, and one of the keynotes over the last few days, they talked about omni-channel and yeah. the market confusion surrounding omni-channel. Yes. Can you clear that up for us? Yeah, well, I, you know, omni-channel means a, a lot of things to a lot of people, right? To me, omni-channel is really just a buzzword. If you ask a consumer, do you shop omni-channel? They, they have no idea what right. omni-channel means. They just shop, right? I think omni-channel was, uh, was really a, a word to help us sort of understand what we need to do to shift our focus and how we need to look at the shopping experience moving forward. So omni-channel is really just uh, how consumers shop and leverage the various channels that you have to towards the goal of making a purchase. And the madmen of Madison Avenue many, 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 many moon, moons ago looked at omni-channel as the output of advertising. How many different channels, you know, mass media types can you ultimately deploy Absolutely. to get that message across? And now, of course, with the NetSuite tools, it's more of the different channels ultimately that you can introduce. Correct. And I, yeah, I call them customer engagement right. channels, basically. And, you know, you engage your consumer in a multitude of different ways and starting to understand and view that a shopping journey consists of multiple touch points, not just one. You need to look at how your brand experience is uh, affected when they jump from one channel to the next channel and how cohesive that is and uh, and work on, on bringing that together because it's an average of three touches with your brand for purchases made for your average consumer these days. Right. And, and that, I think, is even when brand awareness is, is pretty high. Yes. So the brand has already got to be established in order to, to interact, you know, with a, set, a special sale over a weekend or whatever Correct. whatever the promotion might be Correct. to ultimately get there. Talk to us a little bit about customer focus and, yes. and the customer service side of everything that your brands are talking to you about on the show floor. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, customer is is king at the end of the day, you know. The there's absolutely a shift in the in the industry towards you know, this, this more experiential type retail, which is exactly what the industry needs to be focused on. So 
what we're hearing a lot of here at the show and, and a lot of really great examples of showcasing are, are some really great innovative brands that are doing some really great things on trying to differentiate, differentiate and offer something new to the shopping experience uh, and not looking at, you know, kind of just the traditional model of walk-in store, buy, leave store type type thing and, right. and really trying to, to engage that consumer in a more meaningful way by bringing together, you know, a co- cohesive view of that customer across all touch points, whether that's in store, online, in social media or marketplace and, and try to understand that customer better to, to service that customer regardless of what channel they, they operate in. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with the emotion they feel, right? Yes. When they touch the brand, see the brand, smell the brand, you know, that the senses that create that emotion, ultimately that positive, Absolutely. that positive out, outlook. Absolutely. And a lot of that can't help it happen without the brick and mortar experience that is out there. Correct. It's growing. It's not waning. Talk to us about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, if you just read the headlines out there today, uh, you might have this sense that perhaps retail is dying. And I joke, or, you know, there's kind of a new buzzword out there called the retail apocalypse, which I tend to laugh at. And if you actually even did just a, a little bit of research on the situation, you'd find that still the overwhelming majority of the $5.5 trillion retail market, it's actually a little bit over 90%, still gets transacted in a, in a physical environment, not necessarily online. You know, online is certainly trending, explosive growth and I don't see that stopping at any time but you know it's still very important to have a physical side of your overall shopping experience so the retail is not dying it's changing right and it's this focus on that that great experience and consistent experience between both offline and online and you've talked a lot about digital and physical and I the have. yeah talk to us about um, yeah about well you know what I what I like to talk about is the kind of the merging of physical and digital and touched upon this just you know a little bit maybe a minute ago, but you can't look at them as exclusive strategies anymore. And as retailers, unfortunately, our philosophy in the past or the mistakes that we continuously make is every time we're ready to replace software on one particular channel, we just go out and buy some point solution that you know fixes that channel. Maybe I got some really cool features out of this upgrade, but I haven't done anything towards actually merging this together. Actually using it. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Or giving it the rocket fuel it needs to create a great brand experience by having a single view of items inventory order and customer across the enterprise and then leveraging that to build upon to have that great experience so you know that's I did a talk here at the show around you know kind of digital loves physical and bringing and bringing these two together and, and that's exactly what, what it was about yeah I want to jump back here for a second regarding the fact that just over 90% of the shopping experience is yeah. still in store the headlines are so-and-so's closing 200 stores yes. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on that has led to a lot of the misperception uh, regarding exactly what is Nonetheless, these stores are closing their doors. Why? Yeah, it's because the, out with the old, in with the new is right. basically what what I would say with that. And these are the retailers that have not been able to make the shift towards modernized systems and that kind of great experiential retail. And it's largely because they're saddled with massive technology debt that you know they just aren't able to shift, or unfortunately maybe aren't willing to because of you know cost or whatever it is. And those are the brands that you're seeing that are closing doors. Right. On the flip side of that is uh, actually 2017 had a record number of store openings and you know you don't hear as much of that when you're sort of reading the industry news and but there's just a lot of, of brands now that are emerging out of this sort of fall down of the great giants the you know, small nimble brands that's they, exactly yeah. right that's exactly right that's offering something new to the table uh, there's certainly a lot of great real estate that's available now yeah. for these uh, you know for these brands to dip their toes and in, in, uh, you know in physical and in a, in, in a meaningful way it's a little more affordable now so now is actually a really great time to capitalize 
on going forth with a physical strategy. Well, we talked about the senses and the emotion that you get, and you can't see that through a computer screen. You cannot. And there are the cross-channel strategies, ultimately, from a sales standpoint regarding, okay, this, you know, brand X is going to have five physical locations in market Z, Mm -hmm. knowing that they can impact the omni-channel and the online sales along with that. Because I am the persona of most female brands out there. (laughs) And, and, you know, this is how I shop. I'll see something online. I'll order a couple things, but then I'll go to the store and visit in the next few days to just touch and feel and see it for myself. And that is what the combination of it all is achieving. I agree. A a physical store has not been an instantaneous purchase place for a long time. It is an inspiration site. It's a testing lab. It's a return location. It's a customer service center. I mean, they perform all of these functions. Yes, I couldn't agree with that more completely. And, And there are some breakthrough brands that I think that are doing not just the touch and feel the senses, but they're truly creating an experience with what they do, either through their people or the layout of the store, whatever it might be. Talk to us about that. Yeah, you know, it's, I, I, uh, the way I kind of refer to this is, you know, experiential retail are kind of that live, work, play sort of side of the industry and where it's going. And whether it's adding something like, uh, you know, we have a customer, Alton Lane, that they have put a a bar in every one of their stores. That's making a lot of men happy, isn't it? It definitely (laughs) is. But, you know, they're just fine. You coming in and staying for three hours and yeah. having some drinks and then oh yeah maybe maybe I'll buy a suit maybe I won't right mm-hmm. and they're just trying to create this open you know this open brand experience and another uh, customer of ours was traditionally a online retailer but they've now gone digital in a, in a really big way but they're doing it in a kind of a different model where uh, they don't actually house inventory in their stores their stores are really just a place to go in feel touch experience try a few things on because they have one of every size and but the exact color or variation that you want you you place an order for and then you you get it next day but the people in the store are really driven on this great customer experience and yeah. so they just sort of inundate you with your brand when you walk in there so I mean these are the types of models that people are gravitating towards well it extends that brand experience so more yes, so much does. and to the point that you bring it home with yes. you and yeah. that you can't get any better than that right yep absolutely and I think that example is perfect about blending physical physical and digital it's you know they don't have they don't carry inventory in their stores so opening up a store is, is easier right it, it becomes part of their marketing strategy because they can put them pretty much anywhere and they're leveraging their you know infrastructure of their broader inventory pool for e-commerce and delivering it next day. I mean, it's, it's just a really clever way of approaching this. Yeah, it really is. I was uh, speaking with someone recently where this whole return component mm-hmm. is yeah. going to be a yes. big thing that we'll see. I mean, we see it now, but it's going to be marketed much more yeah. in the coming months. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, I, if you aren't thinking about returns in your kind of cross multi-channel strategy, you are way behind the eight ball. I mean, that is really where you'll you'll capture somebody that wants to try your brand mm-hmm. because returns online, let's face it, no matter what, they just are not, you know, if it's anything like my wife, she'll order something with the intent on returning it, but never does. I right. mean, she never does, even though it is as easy as just slapping a label on there or dropping it off at UPS. So, you know, if, you, if she could run by a store and return it, she's probably going to buy something else. And so, I mean, that absolutely needs to be part of your strategy. That's probably not a bad thing for her, but a bad sure. thing for you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Except that stuff probably doesn't get worn. So, you know, it depends on how you look at it. So let's let's continue this and talk about buyer behavior yeah, um, and demand versus seasonal shift. Yeah, absolutely. The, I think this is a, a great example, too, of the, the consumer's behaviors changing and that it isn't around the sort of seasonal buying patterns that we're used to having in the past. It isn't that, oh, it's summer, so I'm going to go buy a summer outfit or summer wardrobe. It, it's more based around moments 
moments in time or on demand. It's more about I have an event this weekend or I'm going on a, a, a girls trip or I've got brunch this I'm weekend. Going to a game. Absolutely. And right. so, you know, what what that means is that I actually have to constantly be engaging with you because you're always shopping at that point, right? Because you never you can't predict when that customer is going to decide now is the time. So, you need to be driving inspiration and touching them in ways through either influencers or social media or other traditional marketing avenues to where when it does come time to purchase that you've inspired them in such a way that they do think of your brand. Well, and I think there's a lot of there are a lot of mistakes being made in marketing right now regarding the fact that people are not as proactive. They're not yes. pushing out the messages, trying to get people to come into a store. They're just waiting yeah. for them to show a habit and, yep. and respond. Yep. Uh, talk to us about that proactivity and, and yeah. where retailers could really be improving. This is tough stuff, right? I mean, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. But when it comes to your kind of brand outreach, I think you need to first really think about what, what do you want to say about your brand and you know and if you are personalization is obviously a very important word in, in, in marketing and and outreach and and really be thoughtful around what you want to communicate about your brand and use those as, as kind of evangelizing moments to try to inspire somebody to to check out your brand before sort of waiting for something to help you identify some, you know about that customer and then pounds so I mean you, I think it really just stems from what does your what's you want to communicate about your brand and go out from there we love this concept concept um, that we've coined called competitive intercept. Oh, in, okay. And it allows, you know, if, if people are just think through the planning cycles yep. of differentiation, of creating um, something that is more proactive, the messaging and all the marketing that backs it up, if we can intercept a customer when they're interacting with the competition, yeah, okay, then yeah, we yeah. have really got a head up on them, Yeah, right? absolutely. So this is just coming out of my mouth at this moment yeah. in time. Yeah. How can... NetSuite customers yeah. utilize that sort of a concept to really help build their footprint. Yeah, so you know the th- the real strong value proposition that Net- NetSuite's coming to the table with it, it isn't a disparate set of systems that you really can't understand patterns or behaviors. You can add to it whatever external data y- you want in order to help bolster what you already understand about that consumer. But you truly have one single view across all touch points, uh, whether that's you know again like we said online or offline, whether that's social media, physical. It's all in. in one spot. So, you know, that immediately gives you so much more insight into into who that consumer is. And and then you can use this great third-party, uh, you know, elements of bringing in competitive intelligence from, you know, either lists that you've purchased or technology you might be using to help kind of round out or, or bolster that information. Really bolster and then NetSuite then allows you to take that information and put it in the hands of your associates in the store, you know, the unassisted channels online and the way that you merchandise products and really put that information to work. There's a lot of micro-verticals. Yeah right now yes. that are emerging in the marketplace yes. and really impacting and I think it's one of you know one of the highlights is the fact that there are so many mom and pops entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that are building these incredible ideas and brands and experiences and they have got all the opportunity in front oh, of them boy. right now to succeed. I agree. It's been a major theme here today, yep. this week. Yes. Yeah. And this is what NetSuite does. We have a strong DNA in helping smaller brands grow and, you know, in a, in a really meaningful way. And that's what cloud as software really enables small brands to do. You know, cloud can, can enable a small brand to act big. 
and a big brand to act small. It really right. kind of normalizes that experience. And NetSuite allows a up-and-coming brand all the power in the world of, in, in some cases, even more because you don't have all that technical debt because it is one single unified system that they can get from the very beginning and really launch their retail stores or their brand already on a unified platform. And that was just not possible years ago. So it's a great time to be in this market. A lot of opportunity. Sure, there's a lot of challenges out there, Amazon, of course, but you know, there's uh, absolutely just a ton of opportunity and potential. So the changing environment is huge. Yeah. Those that don't adapt um, need to. Yes. Um, and they need to be nimble. Yes. Uh, which is another very, very important thing. I think for any business out there, yes. what must retailers do right now to adapt to those changing environments? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one, you, you need to go back to the basics and really take a look at, you know, what what do you have in place in the in your foundation that you can actually build off of? So, you know, earlier we talked about the the mistakes that a lot of retailers make over and over and over again, which is continuing to buy point solutions uh, for for this channel or that channel, and and a lot of times your our gut instinct is to spend money on the things that customers can see, but we forget or neglect the very important parts, which is everything that is you know, getting inventory into the four walls of your brand or your retail experience or your wholesale experience and allow you to sell that. And so the problem is if I have the best looking website in the world and I spend all the kind of money that I have on it, but I have nothing in the back to make sure I know I've got the right inventory in the right place at the right time, guess what? That customer's not going to come back. So it really starts with taking a look at your solid foundation. I generally call this going back to the basics and single, single view of items, inventory, order, and customer and go from there. And you'd be surprised how many brands, how many retailers, how many wholesalers that we talk to that don't have that. And, and when you think about it, how could you possibly have a great or unified customer experience if I don't have a single source of the truth across the entire enterprise? That's right. Uh, we, we've had a lot of brands come to us over the years, um, you know, almost uh, a little timid and, and shy talking to us about the fact that you know, we've got this great product. Uh, we know that um, it's going to do major things to impact business or, or consumers or, or business. Sure. But it's not moving. Yep. We don't know what's wrong. Yeah. And they've never budgeted for technology. Mm-hmm. They, they have not budgeted for marketing. Mm-hmm. Products do not sell nope. themselves. Nope. Build it and they will come. Does yeah, not work. It, it does not work <laughs> at all, um, which is a big theme here as yes. well. So in, in our final moments here, any advice for retailers in this new age? Yeah, well... It's not like you haven't shared any with us. Yeah, that's right. I was yeah. going to say, I, I've talked, I think I've talked a lot about... What else would you like yeah. to know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, I think what, what, uh, what I'll kind of end on, you know, is there's, you know, in the, in the wake of a lot of, of what's gone on in the last, you know, se- you know several years, uh, really now is the time to capitalize on, on what's out there. And, but really go at it in a meaningful and purposeful way and understand what you what your brand means to you and what you're trying to communicate about your brand or your retail or wholesale experience it isn't always just about brands and you know stay true to that and if you do that you'll have an authentic experience that consumers will respond to and you know as i mentioned before really taking a look at uh, you know what is your your technology strategy backing that up uh, because you know even if you can hold it together with duct you know duct tape and bailing wire for a while you're going to get to a point where you can't anymore, and all that great success is going to just go right out the door. No, there's no doubt about it. Matthew Rodas, thank you so much for your appearance it. on the Integrate and Ignite podcast, helping brands do what they do better. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to avocetcommunications.com for show notes and more aha moments. 
Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite podcast.